10 to 1, episode 74. Top 10 Doctor Who episodes. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer, and we are starting to narrow down on the best parts of Doctor Who. So mm-hmm. we talked about our favorite characters, we moved on to the cool aliens, and now we're talking about our favorite episodes. And while there are a lot of cheesy ones, there are some absolutely good shining episodes. I'd say far and above looking at all the episodes, I felt about 70 to 80% of them. I'm like, yeah, I would, I would definitely rewatch this uh, <laughs> multiple times. I, don't, mm-hmm. I know you're not as big into rewatching as I am, nope. but I do, I do still really love this show a lot. And rereading the synopses of all the episodes was reminding me of that <laughs> and how much I really would like to someday own a bunch of the seasons on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever the technology is when we finally do get them. Right. Just uh, throwing that out there casually. Well, the thing with owning discs is it's only worth it if you're really going to watch it Uh a bunch of times. Uh Uh-huh. So how many times are you planning to watch this for us to spend however much it would be to get... 10 plus seasons of Doctor Who on on disc. Maybe it's best you not know the answer to that question. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well. <laughs> I do uh, like the so, show a lot. <laughs> so you read through synopses for every episode mm-hmm. on Wikipedia? Yep. Just to remind myself of what happens that took a in while. every episode. Yep. I think I just looked at the titles. For all of them. And there was maybe one or two that I remembered liking that I had to look up what which which episode it was. But mostly I just went off memory. So, uh, and yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to them. I think there's some, definitely some good ones to talk about though. Anything, any other, any criteria you were looking at when you're making this list? Uh, just going off memory from the synopsis. Did you try and do a certain number from no, each era or no, anything like no. that? Uh, basically, it was how cool was the concept that the episode presented slash how much did it mess with my emotions slash how much how likely would I be to watch this over and over and over again. <laughs> hmm. And bear in mind, re- this is already on a show that I've already admitted I I want to own the DVDs and will therefore watch it multiple times. So these are the episodes that I really go all fangirl on. All right. Well, why don't we just jump into it then? Okay. Uh, So starting with my number 10, it's actually the last, not counting the last special, the last episode uh, from the 10th season, World wow. Enough in Time and The Doctor Falls. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, so I guess we should say all spoilers for 
I mean, for these episodes, I guess, yeah. yeah, pretty much all ten se- all ten series, specifically the ones we're gonna mention. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, then you might just want to skip this episode. Uh, so yeah, it's the last episode of this. I mean, there's still the special, which has Peter Capaldi, but his last, uh, basically his last adventure. And uh, last episode for Bill, last episode for Missy, and uh, the sci-fi of it I thought was really well done. The spaceship that's so big that at different uh, points of it, because they're closer to uh, a a black black hole, hole, I think, parts that are closer to the black hole move slower relative to the Mm -hmm. parts that are farther away, so that was pretty cool. And uh, the different different levels of the of the space station being um, like their own city, World, or yeah. at least, yeah, uh, being pretty big, and then uh, seeing the the master again, and uh, the end for uh, Bill and Nardole and the Doctor. That was pretty pretty. Uh, I thought it was handled pretty well. Well, even the end for Missy and the mm-hmm. Master. Yeah, was yeah. Pretty Not great. my favorite characters, but I thought uh, they were pretty good in this episode. So, uh, yep. Uh, I, I don't know that I have a lot more to to add, but uh, some good emotional moments, some good sci-fi moments, and uh, it was a good good ending for series I ten. Know. I thought Bill so. got turned into a Cyberman. Yeah, I guess that was pretty shocking. And yeah, there was no so coming back from it either. Kind of the same as uh, I don't I don't remember exactly how it happened, but the Clara that got turned into a Dalek. Right. Same kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but we weren't attached to that Clara. Yeah, true. So yeah, pretty. That was pretty sad, and um, yeah. I will say I did consider this one. It was kind of in the the top twenty seven mm-hmm. to select from. Yeah, I I could have put maybe one of the other ones, but uh, well, we can talk about in honorable mentions maybe right. why why those weren't higher. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with uh, this send off from and and re- really one of the last ones from uh, Stephen Moffat as well. So. Mm-hmm. No, it was a solid ending. I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. So, world enough in time, and the Doctor falls. So. Yeah, and by the way, we're going to be putting episodes that go together, like they have a sequel. Uh, we're going to be looking well, yeah, if together it's a two-parter most of the time. Yeah. Or a three-parter. Right. Sure. Do you think we'll have any crossover? Yeah. We'll have three crossovers. Is my prediction. Oh, wait. One, two, yeah, three or four. Three I'll or say four. three. Yeah. I'll say three. All right. I'll say four just to be different. Okay. Okay. So my number 10 is from season seven, a okay. Matt Smith seven, eh? episode, and it is called Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Okay. Okay. First of all, I just it. like the title. What a great title. <laughs> and second of all, the plot line is kind of they uh, the doctor had a fail safe built in in case people tried to 
uh, hijack the TARDIS. And so um, there's, I think, a 30-minute timer before the, the TARDIS will explode itself. And so they're trying to get to the heart of the TARDIS to undo this um, and also trying to lose the, the, their pursuers who are also trying to uh, hijack the TARDIS, of course. And then you've got thrown into the mix these zombie-like creatures that are really badly burnt <laughs> and they're really creepy looking. And then there's all this time distortion and they keep on beating past versions of themselves. Mm. And it's always neat to see more of the interior of the TARDIS. And I just thought this was a really very cleverly executed plot and set design. and um, Just the resolution was solid. Everything about it I really liked. And I'd be very interested to watch it multiple times through. I, I think it would hold up each time I watched it. So hmm. that's my number 10. Journey to the center of the TARDIS. Not even having Clara as a companion could dampen mm-hmm. this episode for me. Yeah, I considered that one. I think I was a little bit disappointed with it. There, uh, I don't know. I I think I expected maybe a little bit more from from them exploring the TARDIS. But uh, I mean, it's still. I think uh, when I was making this, my initial list, I came up with like. Uh, 30 episodes i thought or that i had to whittle down and it was in the in the 30 so yeah it's not a bad choice okay uh, my number nine and this is my so it's interesting i actually have there's two two series let's see so there's 10 series right now uh, i have two series that i don't have a, uh, an episode in my top 10 two that i have two Two uh, uh, two series that have two episodes in them that made my top ten, and then all the others have one. So these are pretty well spread uh, between the different series. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, this one is uh, from the, let's see, series six, I think. It is The Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. Oh, yeah. The 11th Doctor. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this one... I knew this would make your moments, but for an, the whole episode, huh? Yeah, I guess maybe it would work better for the moments list, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> so, do you do you want me to say why you weren't watching this one with me? Yeah, go initially? ahead. So, with the first Weeping Angels episode... Uh, it gave you nightmares. I was pretty scarred. So when the second one came around, you decided you were just going to let me watch it by myself. And so I'm sitting in the living room watching it. With headphones on. And you're and in the kitchen doing all something. All I hear is you going, <gasps> yep. oh my goodness. Ah! Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> but not um, as uh, scared too much, but more as a, oh, what a twist, excitedly. So I was like, ah. Oh. What am I missing out on? Right, right. And yeah, you're right. Maybe this shouldn't have been a, an episode. Maybe this should have been a a, a moment. But uh, I do like uh, uh, that part uh, 
when you realize, and, and we've already mentioned it in the Doctor Who month, when you realize all of the statues in this cavern are are uh, angels. I did like uh, Amy uh, losing her, or she has to keep her eyes closed. Uh, that was an interesting twist. Um, I liked uh, the part with the Doctor uh, coming up to Amy and giving her a little speech about what she has to remember. Oh, yeah. And then you realize in the... Uh, series Much finale. Later. Yeah, he had, he's traveling back to that point. Uh-huh. It's like another uh, timey wimey thing. So, uh, yeah, I I thought it worked pretty well. Like uh, Angel Bob, <laughs> and uh, not a big fan of River Song, but I guess she was all right in this one. And yeah, uh, it's one that really sticks out in my memory, and it's one that I really enjoyed it at the time maybe if i went back and watched it it wouldn't uh wouldn't be as good but i've always thought this one was sort of an underrated episode or a pair of episodes okay so uh very triumphant at the end when he dumps them all into whatever yeah, it is into uh, the rift yeah whatever it is the crack in time and space yeah uh that was that's pretty great great part so a lot of good moments in this one and didn't really care for any of the other Angels episodes after this. But uh, they were still still very creepy in this one. So it made my number nine. That's I actually, the time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. I actually uh, considered the Angels take Manhattan over this one. Oh, uh, what? That could be on my bottom episodes. <laughs> that one's pretty far down there. Anyway. Basically, the rule is... The more if, you learn about the angels, the well, worse it is. Well, that's true also. But the other rule is if a Doctor Who episode has the title, has Manhattan in the title. Oh, I know. Then it's one of the worst episodes <laughs> well, of the show. Well, there were a lot of good things in that episode, <laughs> but I'm not here to talk about that one. I'm here to talk about my number nine, which is from season two. We've got the 10th okay. Doctor... And it's the Impossible Planet and the Satan. Whoa! Pit. I I expected this to be like in your top three episodes. Well, it is really good, but there are a bunch of really good episodes. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna so have to, we'll see about that. This is one of the ones that, uh, if people aren't sure if they if Doctor Who is for them. We tell them to watch these episodes, and if they still don't like Doctor Who after this, then uh, they can walk away and uh, not give it a second yeah, chance. Yeah, it's a pretty good pick for that. I don't know if it would be my number one pick for an intro to Doctor Who, but it's up there. Well, I don't think Blink, uh, because I think that's no. one of your number one picks. Uh, no, I don't think that's a good one, though. Like, a lot of people suggest it as an intro to Doctor Who, but it doesn't really have the Doctor in it or his companion. So that's why I suggest this one, especially as it's kind of early on in the series, in the show. And so that way it kind of, it gives people a fresher look at it. Anyway, so, uh, the Doctor and Rose land on this planet orbiting a black hole. Somehow it's doing that, and that shouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. And so they start to explore what's going on. And there's a mining base there, and they're drilling to the center of the planet. And as things unfold, 
uh, as the drill nears the planet's center, uh, really creepy things start to happen, <laughs> and there's uh, some allusions to the Book of Revelations, some quote, what <laughs> sounds like quotes from the Book of Revelations. So Revelation. that. Oh, I'm sorry. Revelation. The revelation <laughs> of John. Anyway, and uh, the first one ends on a, a really great cliffhanger. This this door set in the ground is opening up, and, and this really creepy voice is saying, I am awake and I am free. Something to that effect. <laughs> and, uh, and then the second one just builds off of that. Uh, that thought, the beast awakening, and uh, yeah, what a great uh, two-parter. The acting is spot on. Yeah, always, I always feel thrills and chills watching what's going on. So yeah, that's part number nine: okay. the Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit. Okay. All right, my number eight is from series seven. Kind of, but it was a special from that series. It was the Christmas special, I think. The Time of the Doctor. The final episode with Matt Smith, number 11. Uh, so he definitely, uh, definitely compressed things for this final episode and compressed things for his final season, even. Uh, Stephen Moffat did, but... He sends Matt Smith off pretty well. Uh, there's definitely some very emotional parts. Uh, there's uh, the great reversal of uh, the Doctor is always this immortal that travels around and people age around him, but he never ages, seemingly. But in this episode, instead, he sends his companion back to Earth, and he's the one that's aging rapidly uh, because of uh, how time is moving differently in different places or whatever. So anyway, he, he ages hundreds of years while uh, Clara is is on Earth. And so, uh, I mean, even uh, just little things like him and the the uh, Cyberman head that he has handles. As yeah, his, that is fun. <laughs> his little companion uh, and then handle stops working. And After he reminds him one last time to do something, yeah, yeah. So, some 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 humorous parts as there always are with Matt Smith, but uh, really cool seeing him uh, there on Trenzalore finally, and then uh, seeing old Matt Smith, seeing him uh, regenerate. It's the best regeneration episode. I'll go ahead and say that. That's not much of a spoiler. So that's my number eight from series seven, The Time of the Doctor. I think this is a pretty good episode to show how great an actor Matt Smith is mm. at uh, playing just a wide age range. Mm -hmm. But as far as the episode itself, I wasn't super impressed and didn't even consider it. I think it was the second time we watched it. I enjoyed it a bit more. All right. Well, my number... Eight is from season two as well. Okay. And it's Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. So yeah. this is the season finale. Yeah. So you've got... Well, it's a pretty good one. 
these vague shapes that are appearing all over the the earth and uh the doctor's trying to figure out what's going on and it turns out uh that those vague shapes are actually cyberman cybermen from a parallel universe and uh they got managed to get into our world through a breach between the worlds and uh also in came a ship carrying four daleks and and they have a time capsule or whatever that will allow them to uh get hundreds and thousands and millions of of daleks as well to aid them and so it ends up being earth is caught between this war in this war between the Daleks and the Cybermen, the Doctor's two greatest enemies. And so just that concept alone is is pretty mind-blowing. You're like, oh my goodness, how is Earth going to survive? <laughs> how is the Doctor going to defeat them? And then, of course, you've got... Huge spoiler here. But you've got the Doctor defeating everybody, but it ends up that... Rose is sealed away in the parallel universe, and the Doctor is never going to get to see her again. He manages to send one last little projection of himself to talk to her. <laughs> she can't, it's just kind of like a hologram. And right as he's about to say that he loves her, she told him, I love you. And he's like, Yes, quite right. And I suppose <laughs> if it's my last chance to say it, Rose Tyler, and then the breach closes, and it's just forever left unsaid, and I hate that moment. Anyway, mm-hmm. I cry. You love that moment. I do. It's a kind of a hate-love thing. Mm. Love-hate. So, I I cry I pretty much every it. time I watch that. Ah. Mm. Uh, and yes, maybe it should go into moments, mm-hmm. but without the act, the emotional buildup between all of it, uh, the whole episodes, uh, that moment wouldn't be as poignant. And also just how the second episode begins with Rose saying, this is the day I died. And you're like, oh my goodness. I think she, she says did. that in the first, beginning of the first one. Does she? I think so. Maybe so. Well, not positive. It had some cool stuff Maybe too, like you, uh, you get to see uh, Pete Tyler from the parallel universe comes and sees Jackie Tyler uh, from that u- the other universe, and they m- meet and fall back in love. You know, they he had lost his wife, she had lost her husband, and so it's kind of a happy ending for each of them. And I don't know, it just had a. A bunch of good moments. She gets to see Mickey again. So, yeah. Overall, mostly for that that moment there at the end where Rose and the Doctor are separated. But overall, just both both episodes are really solid for me. So that's my number eight. Mm. Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. Not really good episodes. That is a good moment, but mostly pretty cheesy and... Not that interesting," <laughs> said the cold, cynical man. <laughs> uh, all right, so heart made of stone. <clears throat> on to my number seven, and we're in what is this series three? 
Series 3, and it is Blink. You already mentioned it. And no, I would not uh, necessarily pick this one as a first introduction either, although I think it's not a bad one as an introduction to the show. Uh, And uh, there are people that think it's the best episode of the show, and I wouldn't argue with them. Uh, It is a really good one. So, introduction of the Weeping Angels, definitely the best uh, best that they are used. And yeah, Dr. Light, it's mostly focusing on Sally Sparrow. And it's one of the most uh, twisty time travel episodes. And you've got characters aging and people getting sent back to the past. And uh, you've got the Doctor in and out. And, uh, yeah, it's, a it's a great standalone episode, I guess is maybe why people will put this one as a good introduction to the show is because you don't have to really know anything about the doctor or the show to watch this one and enjoy it. So in that sense, if you're not trying to maybe get someone to watch all 10 series, you just want them to see part of Doctor Who, then for the, for that I think this would be a good pick. And it's definitely the best of the best episode of that season of that series, series three, which overall, well, we'll rank the series, but series three is yeah. probably going to be pretty low for both of us. Yeah. <clears throat> but this one is uh, definitely the shining jewel there. And uh, we'll talk about what episode I would actually use as an introduction in a little bit. Okay. Not quite yet. This is my number seven. Blink. All right. No arguments from me. Some of I the did. funniest parts, too, of of uh, the show with <laughs> uh, Stephen Moffat writing some really good dialogue for, for, uh, for David Tennant. Yeah, yeah. For the 10th. So, yeah. In fact, I think <laughs> I my. Uh, I'm just thinking of some of the stuff he says. Doctor Who t shirt that I have uh, that has a bunch of quotes on it. I think yeah, from a good number episode. of the quotes are from that episode. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Maybe best dialogue. Of the, <laughs> of the show. Well, no, no argument for me, but I okay. did expect that that one would be higher on your list. Yeah. All right, my number seven comes from season seven, mm. and it is called Hide. So Matt Smith and Clara are mm. investigating oh, yeah, like this uh, haunted house, and this one's really creepy, and it's got all of the yeah. sort of Ghostbusters feel of... You've never seen Ghostbusters. What I imagine Ghostbusters <laughs> would be like. <laughs> Interesting, because it has a ghost, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up now. Um, so, maybe we'll strike that from the record. Oh, it's going to stay on the record. <laughs> Anyway, so you've got these appearances, all the all the stuff of a haunted house, uh, cold spots and weird sounds and uh, feeling out in the darkness and uh, something taking your hand and it's not the mm-hmm. person beside you, the only other person in the room, uh, and then it ended up having a logical, exp- well, you know, logical enough explanation. Uh, with a surprisingly happily ever after ending. So, I don't know. I, I still get thrill thrills even knowing the ending of it, but 
knowing that it's not a scary ending makes it where I can really enjoy this. <laughs> so we should expect to see no scary episodes on this list, I guess. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. So yeah, we might not have that many crossover. <laughs> but I did really like this episode, so that's my number seven, Hide. I don't even know if this would make my top ten list of Doctor Who episodes with only one word titles. <laughs> There aren't that many one word one word uh, titles. I bet there's ten. I bet there's eleven. So huh. I could put this one. This off is of it. a good episode. Yeah, I'm gonna actually have to go check what my top ten uh, <laughs> one word titles are now. It's not a bad one, but it's not a standout episode. Another creepy one that I did consider but didn't make my top ten is "Listen." Oh. Where they're trying to decide if there's something that actually. Uh, hides underneath the bed at night or whatever. That would be a higher one-word title yeah. for me. Whatever. Number six for me from Series 2, my other one from Series 2, and this is the one that I would tell people to watch as an introduction to the show, The Girl in the Fireplace. Oh. The first Tenth Doctor episode from Stephen Moffat. And, uh, yeah, Stephen Moffat, he... I, didn't, I haven't checked which one's... He's written that have been or that made on my list, but actually, maybe all of the ones so far have been by him. I'm not positive about that. I'm not sure about Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. I'm gonna have to go check uh, here in a minute. But uh, a lot of his, I, I've, I've really enjoyed. Not always on board with his show running, but his episodes he's written been top notch. Anyway, back to the girl in the fireplace. So. Uh, this is the one with the clockwork droids we were talking about in the uh, previous, in the Aliens episode. Uh, Doctor gets onto spaceship with uh, Rose and Mickey and starts going back in time through these different portals back to uh, 1700s France, I believe. And it, it's one of the recurring themes that Moffat likes to pull out of uh, the Doctor seeing people at different ages throughout their life mm -hmm. and uh, how that changes somebody's life, knowing the doctor at, at different points. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty interesting uh, seeing uh, Madame de Pompadour uh, for, as, from a child all the way until she's old and uh, just her whole life in the space of this episode mm -hmm. and how sad that is for the doctor and uh, some def definite uh, creepy parts with the clockwork droids Know, hiding under her chair or under her bed and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, oh, man. Good part. And uh, him uh, uh, riding a horse and jumping through whatever, <laughs> mirror or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, more Moffat dialogue of, you know, always take a banana to a party. Oh, honey. Etc. So, uh, yeah, this one would be my intro episode that I would give to someone. And it's one of my favorites. I like this episode six, a lot. Girl and in the fireplace. I won't deny I have watched and watched and watched clips on YouTube well, from this episode. Well there. But I don't know, it didn't make my overall I would Rewatched this mm. multiple times. I mean, it's got a good mystery. Like there are moments good that scary I love, parts, but good moving parts, good humor. 
got everything you want in a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. So. I don't know. It just... Maybe I've just watched it so much on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that could ruin it. <laughs> so. I won't deny. I'm not sure how many times I've watched clips from this, well, this episode. So that's my... Perhaps the whole episode. Number six. <laughs> the girl in the fireplace. Wow. <laughs> so maybe I should put this on my list. Interesting. After yes, all. Maybe so. Maybe it should have been a crossover. I, I thought this one had a chance of being on your list. We've only had... Have it, we had any crossover did, yet? It did make my... No crossover My yet. considerations. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. What's your number six? Well, my number six is our first crossover. Well... It's Blink from season three. Okay. Yeah. I, the way you're talking, I don't know if it would make it. No. This is a genius episode. And it's very good. And like you said, it's... Everything you said about it... Yeah. I don't really have anything to add. Yeah. Yeah. It's got sadness, it's got terror, and some humor, yeah. and yeah, just everything. Okay. <laughs> What's the part with the, something about the boyfriend not wearing pants? Yeah. Maybe we'll just leave that there, because <laughs> I don't remember what it is. Just leave that there out of context. <laughs> I always think of the doctor telling about his little timey-wimey mm. device or whatever, goes right. ding, and then it goes ding. <laughs> and, uh, it can also boil an egg at 30 p- paces. I've learned to stay away from chickens. It's not pretty when they blow. <laughs> yep. My number six. There blink. you go. You like it more than I do, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on to my well, number five. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. I was just going to say for all that, I can very rarely watch this. Somehow I do like this a lot, and I've even <laughs> gotten you a t-shirt with a weeping angel face on it. That was one of your more curious decisions. A glow-in-the-dark <laughs> weeping angel shirt that freaks you out every time you see it. <laughs> I don't understand. It's a little tight on me, too, so maybe I could pass it on to you, and then you don't have to look at it. Everyone else will look at it. Or maybe I'll keep it since it was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so keep my swinging. number five my number five i'm just trying to keep you from having nightmares that's all i'm trying to do no thanks i get <laughs> my number five you already mentioned it but it wasn't on your list listen wow. definitely the best episode of series eight uh far and away and <laughs> uh the conceit of this one is are there what if there were creatures that uh, okay, so there's creatures that are really good at uh, attacking. That's how they defend themselves. And there's creatures that are really good at defending. Uh, sh- sure, there's creatures that are the armadillo. Sure, okay, good example. Or there's creatures that are really smart. And that's their edge. Well, what if there are creatures that are really, really good at hiding? So good at hiding that you know you, you could never see them. You could never. Uh, they're always at the corner of your eye, kind of thing. And so. You watch the entire episode, and you can interpret it either as these creatures exist, and the doctor encounters them, or almost encounters them, or you could interpret it as they don't exist, and the doctor was uh, just kind of imagining the whole thing. Not imagining the whole thing necessarily, but... Based on a childhood experience. Right, you could could just um, 
explain it away and say, well, it wasn't uh, voices. It was the sound of the, the pressure door right. on the ceiling. Or it was it was either a, a creature underneath a blanket or it was just another child in the orphanage under a blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so, getting creeped out just thinking about it. That part was pretty creepy. Um, and then, yeah, the the uh, the time traveling part where uh, there's the young Danny Pink and Clara and the doctor are talking to him about, or Clara's talking to him about there being a, you know, she has like the little G.I. Joe action figure or the little army man, I guess it is, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't have a gun. And she's saying, yeah, he's the, the bravest soldier because he doesn't need a weapon and he's the leader. And then saying the same thing basically to the doctor and giving him that little army man when she time travels back to uh, the doctor as a child. Mm. And uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh it was a good episode. I think when I saw yeah, that episode... Yeah, you're kind of selling me on it. I did consider it for the list. Yeah, I think when I first saw that one, like right after I watched it, I might have said that that was my favorite episode. So, really liked that one. And uh, it's still pretty high. It's my number five. Another uh, good one word title. Well, I did think <laughs> that a different one word title was a better... Uh, episode oh, in series eight, Flatline. Oh, oh yeah, that one is all. That's on my honorable mentions. Yeah, that so. was an honorable mention well, for me as well. It's not an honorable mention, but it was in my top thirty. Yeah. I did, I did like that one. So, uh, yep. So we've got Blink, Listen, Flatline, Hide. Uh, are better than Hide. Oh, Forty Two is better. Uh, Doomsday, maybe not. Hide might be better than Doomsday, which you also had on your list. Uh, there's a couple, a couple more that might be on yours or my list. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. wait. We'll see. All right. So that was my number five. What What's yours? All right. My number five comes from season four. Okay. Some really good ones in season four. Season four. That is the season with Donna. Yes. 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 Okay. My okay. number five is Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Good choice, good choice. Oh, yeah. So the Vashta Narada that we were talking about in Aliens, the Living Darkness, they are part of this episode. And so the Doctor and Noble, uh, Donna Noble, go to uh, this library. Hmm. Uh, They, you know, they heard, got a cry for help, so they received a message. And so they go there to find out about it, and they find... The universe's largest library, completely empty of people. There should be it should be filled with people and, and beings, and nobody is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they slowly realize that they need to stay away from the shadows. <laughs> and an investigative team ar- arrives to also inspect what's going on with the library. So now the doctor's got to try and keep them safe and alive. Mm-hmm. And then Donna gets whisked away into kind of uh, alternate reality. And you're trying to figure out where is she, what's going on. So many great things about this episode. Hmm. And just how everything gets resolved. And uh, meanwhile, Donna has kind of started uh, ha- having this 
happy life and and then that's all gets torn away from her at the end and <laughs> uh right before the episode ends uh the man that she had fallen in love with she sees it or he sees her and he's trying to call out to her and then he gets tr- teleported away and the moment is lost forever well he has a stutter so he can't yeah can't say her name because he has a stutter yeah can't say it fast enough the end she never sees him ever again yeah, it's sad. <laughs> anyway, there's some really good emotional moments. You meet River Song, who I know you don't like her, but yeah. I kind of like her. Huh. And you're wondering, who is this woman? And yeah. then she sacrifices herself at the end to save the doctor. And you, you come to realize, I think that was his wife. And she just mm-hmm. she just took the fall for him. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet he still finds a way to save her at the end, uh, at least save save her memory in the world's largest database. So, yeah, just good feelings all around. Mm-hmm. My number five, Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Good titles, too. Uh, yeah, good titles. It's an honorable mention for me. Didn't, didn't quite make my list, but good choice. So my number four, another special the other special on my list and the one right before my other special and the 50th anniversary special, the day of the doctor. Did you even consider this one? I did consider it. Okay. So I remember when we first watched this one, I was a little bit disappointed after watching it. And it was because I was the 50th anniversary and we're going to play it in the theaters. Da da da. So I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like like a movie or something. I mean, they're playing it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's basically just an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some really big stuff that happens. I mean, saving Gallifrey, um, crossover with uh, the 10th and 11th Doctor, and then the War Doctor, this uh, crazy new character that we didn't know about, and... Now, running into Tom Baker and... You get to see Rose-ish again. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of good stuff. But I was still a little bit disappointed at the end because it wasn't it was what I was expecting. However, watching it future times, knowing what to expect, <laughs> um, just taking it as an episode, not taking it as this is the 50th anniversary, uh, I really enjoyed it and like seeing... Uh, Matt Smith and David Tennant together. That's a lot of fun. Playing and, off each other. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just a good, uh, good, clever story of, um, yeah, kind of a, a culmination of the seven series of the, of the revival up to that point and, uh, really, uh, strips it down, uh, what their characters are a little bit and, uh yeah so it's it's definitely one of the the really good episodes i think some really good uh twists i will say though the behind the scene or not behind the scenes but the extra uh video with the uh four classic doctors that they made uh might might be even better than this uh do you remember (laughs) remember that one just uh yeah that sylvester was... mccoy and <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> colin funny. baker and peter davison all trying to 
sort of get in on this. Right. And just the, the humor of yeah. uh, these uh, <laughs> old, <laughs> these old guys, guys just kind yeah. of running around. And uh, I mean, it's it's probably only funny if you know who they are and, and know who some of the other people are that show up. But uh, there's some, some really pretty cl- uh, clever jokes in it. And, um, you know, the joke of, yeah, they, they were in the in the uh, uh, the 50th in, in anniversary. The 50th anniversary, they were the ones that were they were Daleks or something. No, it was they were underneath the sheets. Oh, yeah, that's They're like right. the statues <laughs> under the sheets. <laughs> so it was it was pretty great. So uh, yep, uh, it was it it was fun as an event, uh, even if the episode was a little bit disappointing the first time. But uh, I definitely appreciate it a lot more now watching it uh since then so that's my number four the day of the doctor all right my number four uh at the time when i saw this i thought it this is the height the pinnacle hmm. of doctor who it cannot okay. get better than this okay try and guess at the time you thought it was the pinnacle uh is it a series finale Yes. Is it the series five finale? No. Oh. Mm. Series five? No. Mm-hmm. That's probably my fina- favorite finale. Oh, no. My, you right. Oh, no. Not my, series 10 is my favorite finale. Uh, a finale, but not that one. Wait, let me think. Oh, series one finale. No. Oh. I mean, that, one's, three. that one's fine. That one's terrible. You suck. Oh, no. This isn't on your top ten. Honey. Oh, no. This is the best series finale they've ever come up with. Oh, no. From season four, The Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Oh, no. So you've got... Oh, You have to watch everything from season one up through season four to really fully appreciate all that's going on here. You're killing me, Smalls. everybody brought back together in one epic and glorious battle against the Daleks. And uh, not only that, you've got uh, one of the best... uh, Like, so the first few seasons had, like, these little... Uh, key phrases or words that if you were paying attention, then uh, they would do a big reveal at the end. So for season one, it was Bad Wolf. You start hearing that uh, crop up. Season two was Torchwood. Uh, I I forget what the deal was with season three, but season four. Saxon. Oh, yeah, Harold Saxon. Uh, but season four, uh, they start talking a little bit in each episode about strange things happening. The bees are disappearing. That kept on cropping up, but you didn't really notice it. Uh, Lots of characters were uh, from a missing planet, or they were searching for a missing planet. Yeah, that's what it was, missing planets. Yeah, you didn't really notice the connection until you get to these episodes, and you're like, oh! Oh my goodness, we've been hearing about it the whole season long, uh-huh. and now they've tied it together, and that it's all being used in this dreadful plan to to wipe out all of existence, those evil Daleks, and so... So you're saying there's a good moment in these episodes? Honey, the whole episode... That could episode, maybe go on 
the episode. The whole the, episode is a great moment, and mm-hmm. so you've got uh, all of the characters doing uh, selfless acts. Uh, Harriet Jones sacrifices herself to to buy everybody a little more time, and uh, Rose is out there uh, searching for the Doctor, and they finally meet. And then the Doctor, I at the time as I was watching this. The Doctor and Rose are running towards each other, glad smiles on their faces, and I jokingly <laughs> said, "Watch, he's probably gonna get shot right now." And then he got—he didn't get shot by a Dalek, and I was—I like, was floored. Um, and I think that's how the, yeah, that's how that episode ended. Um, and the Doctor is starting to regenerate, but instead he, uh, forces the regenerative power into this severed hand of himself that he's been carrying around for whatever reason (laughs) and then that grows into another doctor and uh donna noble uh kind of gets uh time lord uh mental capacities and all these things there's just so much going on you've got two two david tenants and donna noble being all cool honey how can you not Mm. like this season finale. Just waiting for you to finish. It did not so get better than this. As far as a two-parter, uh. this is the best. Now, there are some other really good two-parters out there. But for me, just once you've gone through the journey of seasons one through four, this is the climax. If the show had, had ended right here, I would have felt... That was a solid, solid send-off. My number four, The Stolen Earth and Journey's End. I think this is my second least favorite series finale. You suck. It's everything that's wrong with... Raining on my... Every single one of my parades. Everything that's wrong with Russell T. Davis's... You duffer. ...series. It was... There's too too many characters... That are See, normally that's a bad thing, but in this it was great. Don't do anything. Like what there's no point to having the Torchwood characters or Sarah Jane Smith or some of the other characters on there. There's no point. Well, I will say the Torchwood characters have been did cut nothing. Out. There's yeah. yeah, but if you had watched Torchwood then you would have been saying, Oh yeah. Torchwood characters too. I love seeing everyone <laughs> all together. <laughs> I would have been fine without Sarah Jane being there as well. Yeah. And I did watch it was it was overstuffed. And You're overstuffed. There's a couple good moments, but no, too cheesy. Uh, it undercuts the series finale you were just talking about a couple choices ago, where Rose and the Doctor get separated, and now it's this cheesy reunion-y. You just don't like Happily Ever After. Clone. I don't think the Happily Ever After should be there's a clone of a character that goes off with the character separated in a different universe. So if you die, you wouldn't want me to end up happily married to a clone of you? (laughs) If we get separated into different universes, I don't want you in the other universe with a clone of me. No. (laughs) How about no? And I think... I think you just realized how weird that is. <laughs> if I'm never so, going to see you again, I'll settle for a second best. A clone of you? No. It's not bad. I'm going to say no. 
No clones of me. <laughs> and she died of a broken heart. I think you would find a way to survive. <laughs> <laughs> you would grieve and then you'd move on without my clone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm allowed to move on yes. to somebody totally different, yes. but not to a clone of you. Yes, definitely. How? What? 100%. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I, I don't understand your thinking on this. It's the same thing as that story of that old woman who but was like, you, when honey. I die, and she's this old woman and her husband at the nursing home. She's like, when I die, I want you to marry Hilda. My sister. My sister. And he did. And he did. That's just creepy. <laughs> same thing. Or Leverett marriage. <laughs> no, you're not doing Leverett clone marriage. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> Find someone else. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what are we on? Number three. Is this our second crossover now? Or have we had two crossovers before this? Uh, Blink, Blink has been our only crossover. Only, yeah. All right. Another crossover. Number three for me, The Impossible Planet, The Satan Pit. Oh, okay. This is, uh, this is one of the iconic... Uh, Doctor Who episodes where it's in the the I guess genre of go to a space station and something weird is happening and people die and then they save the survivors and they jet off and uh, it's the best of those and yeah everything pretty much works for me for this one it's it's definitely got a tone of foreboding it's got the ood. It's got some great uh, one-off characters, and uh, it's got the beast and the showdown with the beast at the very end. It's a great moment. So, yep, you already talked about it, so I won't belabor the point. That's my number three, uh, and that makes my it my favorite two-parter episode as well: the Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit. All right, my number three is from season nine. And it's the first one that has uh, Peter Capaldi on this list. Okay. It is called Heaven Sent. Mm. Now, I specifically did not include its two-parter, Hellbent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. it has the word hell in it. And no. this is a family podcast. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was it joking. was, yeah, I know. You're being doofus. I mean, you already had the Satan pit on I your, know. Might, on might as list. well throw hell in there as well. Right. But uh, I don't know. I just was not impressed with the follow-up. This this episode, Heaven Sent, was so yeah. incredibly mind-blowing. Yeah. It was only downhill from there. And you it wasn't... You couldn't help having a letdown. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean it it did help hold up better the second time that we watched it but all the same I just I wouldn't hmm. put that nah. that episode anywhere near my favorites but I'm not talking about Hellbent I'm talking about Heaven Sent oh my goodness the doctor constantly regenerating himself over and over uh, as they're trying to uh extract his deepest secrets from him and he continually holds out and slowly is busting his way free even though he's having to endure endure a millennia of 
agony and terror. He's gonna do it. He's gonna bust free to get his vengeance mm-hmm. and find out why they've been doing all this to him. So yeah. Oh my goodness. What a sick, crazy episode when you realize at the end that all these skulls that he's been in- encountering, those are from his mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. <sighs> my number three, Heaven Sent. Nice. All right, my number two is my favorite one-word title episode, and uh, maybe, I I would imagine this is on your list, so maybe we're about to have another crossover. It is Midnight from- I knew this would make your list. Yeah, from series four, and uh, it's a bottle episode, which is that, uh, that type of show where- all the characters like locked in a room, so you know they're stuck in an elevator, or they're locked in the bank, or you know that kind of idea. In this one, it's uh, all the characters are for the most most of the episodes stuck in a a very small spaceship, basically a one room spaceship, and so they're they're just in this room the whole time. We talked about this a little bit on a previous episode mm-hmm. in the Aliens episode, but uh, this one just works so well for me as. A simple story where you never end up seeing anything. Uh, there's, um, you'd never really find out what exactly was going on with this creature. And it's very simple of, uh, you know, the creature is, it takes over this woman and, and it is builds terror repeating and yep. uh, what he's saying and then uh, ends up uh, saying his words before saying the doctor's words even before he says them and uh seeing how people react uh in a pressure-filled situation like um i guess kind of the same uh to go in a completely different and serious direction uh the question of you know how could the nazis have taken power in world war ii germany and it was because uh very few people ended up, um, you know, standing up against them. And it was a lot of people that just went along with it. Uh, you know, it was it was very few people that stood up to them and very few people that were sadistic, uh, you know, sadistic monsters. It was mostly people that, well, they didn't like it, but they went along with it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, uh, we would all say, you know, I would never, I would never do... I'd never stand for right. for the that kind of thing, yeah. right? But uh, I mean, I I don't think that uh, America or Americans are They're that much different, different from uh, Germans, you know, uh, under a hundred years ago. So yeah. a lot of us, a lot of us would go along with it. A lot of us would just, uh, in a way, we wouldn't fire the gun, but we'd fill out the paperwork, and uh, uh, yeah, it would it it could still happen. Uh, if people like us were back then, because people are people are the same. So uh, anyway, it's the same kind of thing where you know everyone seems perfectly friendly and amicable, and then put them in a stress-filled situation. Right, very stressful situation. People are afraid for their lives, and and you see people's true selves and and how terrible people really are. So, yep, uh, great, great episode. My second favorite, my number two is Midnight. All right, solid choice. 
raising the hand for a high five for a crossover high five. Slowly raising it. Slowly raising it. My number two is from season one. It's Father's Day. Oh, uh, this isn't your favorite episode? What? This might be the shocker of the list. Tell it's, us about Father's it's Day. It's kind of... I, I'm kind of in in between trying to decide if this should be my number one or not. I have no idea what your number one is. Then I'll have to. But, think. I'll think about it. All well, right, I'll tell, make that my number one. Whoa! My wait, number wait, two. Wait, let me guess what your other one is then. Okay. You have to let me guess. Mm, another one that you like as much as Father's Day. Is it a? Is it one one I've already mentioned? Mm-hmm. It's a crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that I thought might be a crossover. Which ones have we already had as crossovers? Impossible Planet and Satan Pit and Blink? Yep. The only one that I thought might be a crossover otherwise was The Girl in the Fireplace. But I don't think it's that one. Uh, the Day of the Doctor? No. Listen. No. Oh, you already talked about that. Midnight? Yep. Oh, you fool. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a What does I got? Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. For some yeah, reason, so I did go ahead and change it. For so. some reason, I I assumed that that was yeah. Anyway, I knew well, it. I knew it all along. I thought I was trying to decide. I was really torn as to whether it should be not my number one or not. It's mm-hmm. such a brilliant mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. for everything Whoa. that you mentioned. No pun intended. I know. I know. Brilliant. I know. It's no. a very bright planet. Yes. Yes, my dear. <laughs> but like. One of the one of the best moments in that episode, and they've been building up to it all the time, and uh, finally uh, the waitress takes action and manages to seal herself attendant. out of the out of the spaceship with a creature, and that kind of kills it. Um, but then they're all kind of sitting there stunned afterwards, and the doctor says, "Did anybody know the waitress's name?" And not a mm-hmm. one of them knew it. Yeah, the flight attendant. Uh, she had been there talking with everybody, trying to help calm everybody down. She was one of the few people that wasn't as as bad as everybody else. <laughs> um, and yeah, nobody had even bothered to find out her name. They they'd all mingled with every, each other except her. They'd sort of treated her as kind of a non-person. And so that's kind of a really twist, a, a real good twist of the knife. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that's about all I have to add to what you said. It's just a super good episode. Yep. My number two, Midnight. All right. And then my number one, you know what it is. Oh, yeah. Heaven Sent. Yep. Heaven Sent. Another, not quite a bottle episode, but so in that same kind of genre where it's just one character acting by himself and Peter Capaldi really sells it. And, I mean, he's trying to figure out the mystery of the place that he's in. It's this weird labyrinth and he's just wandering through trying to figure out what's in the different rooms and really great mystery feel. And then, uh, so that, that part is all great. And then, uh, yeah, like you were talking about when you get to the point where you realize he's been living over and over like a day at a time through billions of years, Mm -hmm. uh, to crack through this, this wall. 
uh, that's just crazy. I can't can't even imagine that, and uh, really floored me when we watched yeah, that episode never for the first up. time. So, yep, yep, very moving, and uh, just so many so many different clever little things, like how he he uses his body to power the machine that brings through another another uh, copy of himself, basically from mm-hmm. the transporter, and so he's burning himself up to to be born again sort of like the mm-hmm. phoenix and uh yeah stuff some some little touches like that very very clever so i agree i did not put hellbent as a follow-up or the previous one which is the i mean this is technically a three-part raven yeah. right did not put either of those up here with this one they definitely do not attain but for us to get the best episode in my opinion, of Doctor Who, I'd say it was worth it. Yeah, I'll agree. So that was my number one, Heaven Sent. What could your number one be, Melissa? Well, you had already guessed (laughs) it before I said it. That's true. Father's Day. You know I love this one. I know you do. Speaking of watching episodes over and over and crying about them. Oh, okay. (laughs) So the last time that we watched The Stolen Earth, I didn't cry as much because i knew that rose will get her happily ever after eventually but every time every single time i watch father's day i i cry (laughs) it just it gets me right in the feels and (laughs) i'm always like okay i know i have watched this like 10 times now at least i know what's gonna happen i (laughs) she's She's crying right now. No, I'm coughing. (laughs) I'm coughing. No. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not overcome with emotion right now thinking about it. And that's funny because thinking about it doesn't make me cry. But when I watch it, I get so caught up in the moment. So basically, Rose Tyler. Book or movie or TV show is going to do that. It's not just thinking about something that will move your emotions. So Rose Tyler has grown up not really knowing her father. He died when she was very young, just a baby, really. And, you know, she's asked her mother for stories about him. So one day, uh, she asks the doctor, can we go back to the day my father died? And I'm not going to interfere. I just want to mm-hmm. uh, watch. And she said her her father was, her mother had told her that her father was killed in a, a hit-and-run accident. And there was no one there to hold his hand or anything. So she just wants to be there to hold his hand. Well, in the heat of the moment, she ends up uh, just spur of the moment, runs out and saves her father's life, keeps <laughs> him from getting hit by the, the car. And then that uh, creates a paradox in time. And a series of events unfold. and People start dying, of course. Uh, there are these creatures trying to fix the breach in time by basically consuming it and everything that was part of it. And so, and then the doctor himself gets consumed. And when I watched that, I was like, oh my goodness, the Mm -hmm. first time. Uh, How are they going to fix this? And then throughout the episode, you've been seeing this car has still been going around the corner. It's kind of (laughs) caught in a time loop. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've seen... um, Rose's father, at first she th- he thought that 
Rose was just a random stranger who was kind and uh, jumped out to save him. Eventually, he realizes that she's from the future and she's his daughter. And, uh, you know, there's this happy moment where they're, he's all, oh, what am I like as a father in the future? And mm-hmm. she she can't bear to tell him that he's dead, you know, and so she's mm-hmm. making stuff up. Oh, yeah, you're a wonderful father. You take mm-hmm. me for walks. You read me bedside, bedtime stories and all this stuff. And uh, just seeing Pete Tyler start to realize I'm never there for you. I I have to die here hmm. to make things come out right so that you have a future. And he does. The best thing that he can do for her is to die so that she can have a life and a future. And just the thought of that, that he'll never get to really be with his girl. but And yet he sacrifices himself anyway. He's so <laughs> selfless and so sweet. Oh my goodness, every time I watch it, it just melts and breaks my heart. <laughs> and I don't think that's ever going to change. And that is the power of this this episode. And its I wouldn't say it's the best graphics or whatever. It's, it's cer- <laughs> certainly not as shiny, right. as polished as some <laughs> later episodes. But the fact that it can it can work me up emotionally every single time I'm bawling watching it. Uh, it's got to be my number one. So, there you have it. Father's Day is clearly the best episode Doctor Who has ever come up with. And they did it in their first season. <laughs> it's all been down- downhill from there. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, there is season four, the season finale. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good episode. That's a good one. All right, well, uh, let's do quick honorable mentions, and uh, let's wrap this up. We've been going for a while, so honorable mentions, The Empty Child, The Doctor Dances. Yep, I like like that one a lot. Series one, Uh, Human Nature, The Family of Blood. Oh, yes. I've liked that one more on rewatches. Yeah, Didn't really care for that one as much the first time, but that's a good one. Uh, Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead, you already mentioned on your list. Uh, The Pandora Opens, The Big Bang. No. It has some really memorable moments in it. Yeah, it has some memorable moments. Like the Pandora (laughs) opening and what? It's empty? Oh, no, they're dragging the doctor into the Pandora. I'm thinking more, this is a Fez. Fez is cool. And the Big Bang has uh, maybe my favorite time travel in the whole series where he, I already mentioned it, where he goes right. back and it's oh, this episode earlier in the series is happening now. He's time traveling back to that. My mind is blown. Uh, the doctor's wife, the girl who waited. I thought about that one. And extremists were others oh, that I yes. considered. Yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. What do you got? I've got Flatline, previously mentioned with the boneless mm-hmm. night Considered terrors it. that's the one with a little boy who's an alien and he puts all uh, of his, okay. all the things he's afraid of in the closet okay uh last christmas that has the dream crabs in it those things mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. those were cool yeah one too many uh so that's the one that's a little bit like inception and it's just one too many Ah. uh it would have been perfect if it had ended with 
uh, Clara being Clara 60 being years 60 old. 60 years old. And, I will say that would have been super was, crazy. That was done. And farewell, Clara. Yeah. If you cut it off there, it might have been my one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah. They, that is a good one. They tried to make it all happy for everybody. And no, no, she's still young again. Man. <laughs> Boo. She's still going to accompany me. <laughs> I agree. That, that probably would have put it pretty high up for me as well. Mm. All right. Uh, Time Heist, the one where they're trying to break into the universe's greatest bank, and the Doctor is the mastermind behind it all. Cold War with the Ice Warrior. The Doctor's Daughter, I like a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, The Lodger, where you first meet Craig. I do like Craig. I don't remember... A whole lot that happens in the lodge. That one's more of a funny episode. Oh, that's the one where he's playing soccer and living with him. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I like that one. <laughs> and then go from you. The angels take Manhattan. Wait. Mommy on the Orient Express. Sleep no more. Yep. Extremists. Yep. And then world enough in time. Those were all the yes. ones that. Those are also were good. the. Yep. Like the top twenty or so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, I had a few more. Enough. Let's see. Uh, Listen, Under the Lake, Magician's Apprentice, and The Witch is Familiar, and 42. Those were like my top 25 <laughs> or so. Yeah, we should definitely see if there are any, if there are at least 10 one-word titles. <laughs> I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to go through after we record and maybe we can... Uh... We'll everybody know on our next next episode so uh yeah uh send us your feedback as always tto at coser.us or uh, that's our email address or you can go to the website tto.coser.us slash 74 uh leave us some doctor who feedback and uh we'll be finishing up the month here pretty quickly be the end of doctor who month we'll get back to our regularly scheduled episodes uh but we've got a little bit more so hopefully you're enjoying them Let's go ahead and sign off now. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. All right, Brian. Worst episode. Yeah, this... I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. I think... I think I have to go with the Slitheen two-parter that we talked about in the last episode, but I think you could definitely make the case for Gridlock, the Lazarus Experiment, um, the Evolution of the Daleks and Daleks in Manhattan two-parter, yeah. uh, Planet of the Ood, and Kill the Moon. Those are all uh, pretty low for me, but I, I guess I'll go felt- with... Uh, what. Go ahead. Maybe sorry. I'll actually look up what they're called, but the Slitheen two-parter. I actually felt like the further along that you went, it got a little better and better. Um, yeah. World War Three and Aliens of London are the Slitheen ones. Even better, even worse to me than those two is In the Forest of the Night from Season 10, or Season 8, Episode 10. The human race wakes up one morning mm. to discover a mm-hmm. surprising invasion. A forest has grown. 
Yeah. Boo, boo, boo. So many stupid things about that episode. That was definitely the worst of that series. Definitely. They couldn't have a child die, and so it ends up she somehow is still alive, even after she basically has been dead. I don't know. Uh, and and a, a forest grows overnight so that it can protect the earth from a solar flare. I don't know. It was just... <laughs> Very, very hug a tree ish and uh, just dumb, dumb decisions all around. 